0: Planet X Cinema is a pop up movie theater showing righteous trash cinema. Each week on this show, the Hicks brothers meet to take suggestions for new movie titles from the Planet X Faithful and turn them into brand new films. It's fake movies from the minds of
1: madmen. Welcome to the Planet X Cinema Podcast. I'm Drew Hicks. I am Blair Hicks.
0: Blair, how are you? <laughs> I, I'm all right. How are you doing, buddy? I'm not doing
1: good. I sound like shit. I sound yeah, like, I... I don't know. The, the, the weather has apparently decided that if you live in South Texas, you're now condemned to death by cedar. Yeah. So um, I, will try, enough- I will try not to be too sniffly and grouchy and grumpy on this one, but I'm afraid the comedy juices are slow to flow today. If you get enough cedar in you, you sound like Nick Nolte. Yeah,
0: you start to be able to get the. What would Charlie? Charlie, my bartender. <laughs> yeah. You could, probably, um, you, you could probably do Busey too when you get a. You do a little plank <laughs> break action. You get a little. <laughs> and it's
1: good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not great, man. And I'm getting ready to go to Canada on my belated honeymoon, so I'm trying to knock this thing out. And it's uh, boy, hey, it's just the pits.
0: I don't want to play down uh, going to Canada, but is the secret to the actors that we like just that they're full of fucking cedar all the time? Like that's... Well, it's like
1: that. What was the thing that... Um, what was the nice lady that just wanted to have a little fun on the Santa Monica Boulevard?
0: Uh, 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 Cheryl Crow?
1: Yeah, yeah. She always said her secret was she, like... From the time she was, like, 17 on, she did, like, a shot of whiskey before she went on stage every night. Yeah. So I think it's either just you drink a lot of whiskey or... You get allergies, so we're both. Oh, it's
0: amazing that I still have this ridiculous high-pitched nasal voice that I walk in.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a goddamn medical
0: miracle. I don't, that, I don't know how that works out, and I still sound like a, a little wimp. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but I tell you, I've been watching a lot of Christmas stuff uh, leading up to our December 28th screening, which uh, we made a little change uh, for our next live screening in San Antonio. Uh, We were going to do Silent Night, Deadly Night. um, And uh, we instead decided that we're actually going to change gears a little bit and do kind of a Christmas variety show that we are calling Hail Santa. (laughs) It's a
0: Planet Xmas 2018 Hail Santa.
1: Hail Santa. So we're just going to show some bizarro Christmas specials this year. I was shown some weird stuff. It. I watched both Shiny New Year and Nestor the Christmas Donkey tonight.
0: You watched Nestor tonight? I've, yeah. I've, I Now, I have shown Shiny New Year at mm-hmm. Planet X. Right. And we, uh, we threw a New Year's party. This was in April a couple of years ago, and we had a blast. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody there –
1: had seen it or knew that it existed. And I was like wild because like we don't do this a lot, but this is a film that you and I watched a ton when we were kids. And I thought it was fucking normal. (laughs) Like Nestor the long eared Christmas donkey, I can understand
0: people not remembering that one. I think that was kind of a one and done. Like it doesn't get repeated, but Shiny New Year is on T V. Like it's Yeah, they still show it. I mean I guess because there's not a lot of New Year's Eve films, especially for kids. But I, I I always tell people that it I go, this is a great Planet X film. And they go like, How can it be that great it's a Rankin Bass Rudolph sequel? And I say, Well, mm-hmm. if you look at Rudolph, first of all, and you describe it, it is the most batshit
1: insane film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't grown up being told that story a hundred times every year, you would think that was
0: you know oh, the story God. of and the
1: and the elf that
0: wanted to be a dentist and the abominable snowman and well, the and,
1: and Let's not forget the entire conceit is reindeers can fly. Like what? What the hell is this stuff? like?
0: Well, I mean, Santa is just plain excrement, which is why I almost suggested we show Santa Claus the movie. You're familiar mm. with this from the '80s. Uh, D- Dudley Moore is in it. Um, I actually think it's a pretty cool movie. But I much prefer to come back to the screening. Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of sort of doing a Planet X Christmas review. Yeah. Um, It feels right for the season. Yeah. And I used to show the first year of Planet X and then also before we were doing Planet X and I was just doing movie screenings on my own. I would show a lot of the stuff we've shown, but I would also show things that were just so bizarre people didn't couldn't really believe that they existed. Yeah. And like that's not planet x but there's a part of that in planet x so i like having an excuse to being like oh we're we're gonna show you some christmas
1: shit you had no idea was coming like right right out of left field man it's crazy though like rewatching these rankin bass christmas specials like it's like they're all kind of the same in a lot of ways and the way that stands out the most is like how hard all of their music is just chomping arlo guthrie like, it's okay. all just, like, twangy, vaguely country-like. <laughs> Good morning, America, how are you?
0: It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's soundtrack always, is yeah. The soundtrack is always being recorded in the year 1971 for yeah Rankin-Bass specials. It's like... And I'm surprised... <laughs> I, I need to look at the names. But I would be shocked if, like, Hoyt Axon didn't do, like, a, rank, a Rankin-Bass soundtrack, you know? Yeah, I, it's
1: all, like, vague... Like, even, like, the Hobbit stuff, right, that they did was all... Oh that's a uh, that's the same ouvre. That's a different guy though, but it's a Glenn Yarborough. I can't yeah. why do I know this shit?
0: Glenn Yarborough the garbage artist? That that's who did the greatest
1: hey. adventure. You take His it world. back man. That guy's not garbage. He <laughs> songs for that for that movie are not good. But um, it, it really, you do get the sense that the guy is kind of making up the lyrics as he's going along, especially yeah. <laughs> in like, Nestor, It's just like, Nestor had long ears and everybody laughed and then he knew someday he'd be something, but they laughed and he hurt because his ears were big. It's like, man, you're not
0: <laughs> This is nothing. I particularly like that one because it just sort of seems like they were like, okay, let's do Jesus, but, we'll have Rudolph, but, <laughs> He's not a reindeer, but he has
1: long ears and not a red nose. But, and there's Jesus. Does this work? Do we have him? But a then spectrum? there's like, there's the framing mechanism of like the, the modern day Christmas donkey who lives at Santa's workshop. And he's like, I, I, right. I, I, hold the, I hold the plow. I move the toys around, let me tell you. And it's like, wait, did we need this framing mechanism to like, to get us into the Nestor story? To come to come back to Rudolph, it's the whole Burl Ives snowman
0: character is completely <laughs> insane. It's like, what, what, why are you here? We didn't really need
1: to have you hold our hand well, through like, this story. Yeah, like, I'm gonna show you some challenging psychedelic ideas. So here's a snowman to ease you into it <laughs> play by Burl Ives. It's like what the
0: fuck? He's not offering you Gatorade and orange slices. He's like <laughs> in the middle of it. He's just randomly like silver and gold, silver and gold, and you're like, this is this is making things worse, Burl. Yeah, it's it's not burl. great. And yet I love Rankin Best. and and the Hobbit that we were talking about that is also Rankin Best. It's just straight up anime. And the return
1: and the Return of the King they did and too, the which the has return Frodo of the Nine Fingers, one of the coolest things. There.
0: of the nuts. Nine fingers and the ring. Of I wonder if yeah. that guy also wrote "Where There's a Whip, There's a Way," which I think is actually a very good, good track too. I think that could be a hit single for
1: yeah. uh, for like a post punk band. It's a it's a
0: very good song. So
1: yeah, something else I wanted to bring up, and we don't we don't ordinarily like I don't know go after people on this show, but I feel like I need to issue a warning because shots were fired in the last couple weeks. Oh and shit! What? Are we are we getting real? What the fuck is going on? Well, there's there's another podcast, and I'm not going to say its name. It's a very good podcast, and it's with a bunch of brothers, and they give advice. And they I know these guys. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know what you're going to talk about. So, I um, know what you're going to talk about. On on the show, they brought up the Hallmark Channel movies, and they read off a bunch of titles, and the oldest brother made up a new Hallmark movie channel movie. They played a game! They played a game! They played a game where they made up a movie, and I just wanna say that I, I see you there, creeping in on our space, and I realize that this is like Luxembourg challenging the entire solar system, Look, but I, I just wanna say that's, that's our territory, and there's enough room for brother shows out here, you guys don't need to come and chomp
0: our flavor. That's bullshit! We're, we're a brother down, that was a solid bit. it was much more in our wheelhouse, no, I know exactly what you're talking about because I was like, hmm, I haven't listened to a podcast hosted by three brothers yeah. who give advice in quite some time. I wonder what those <laughs> fellows are up to. And I put one on, and then about 20 minutes into their program, which is generally at least enjoyable, mm.
1: I was incensed. See, I was like, "I was like, Blair's on to some shit, man. He's funnier than usual. And then I, I had to look down at my podcast and said, well, that's not the Planet X podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's cool. But hey, oh, shots fired. Watch, watch your shit. We're we're threatened. <laughs> you know what?
0: I tell you what. It's a good way to get famous. Let's just go at somebody more famous than us.
1: Fuck it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was actually a very funny bit. It, it, actually, a movie. it was a good movie. It was actually it was it was actually very funny. And good. also, I just want to say, like, we see you there. Just just keep your distance.
0: Like, <laughs> I don't right. want any trouble. And if I may say, without throwing the stylings of that particular individual under the bus, because I actually think he's very funny. Oh, um, great, yeah. Look, the fact that all Hallmark movies are the same and making a new one, this is low-hanging fruit. Comedy gold is improving new plots to these horrific movie titles in a completely different genre. That's, that's That's comedy, baby. That's comedy.
1: That's a good point. We, uh, we meet every week not to dunk on infinitely more successful podcasts and brothers but uh, to create new movies from your movie title suggestions which are sent to us every week by the Planet X Faithful. Uh, you can do that a couple of different ways. Uh, you can go to our website planetxcinema.com where you can read all about the screenings and stuff but if you click that submit button at the top that'll get to us. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at planetxcinema.gmail.com at uh, You can find us on social media. Um, you know, get us, as Danny says, we're on all the shits so find us. Um. Dan- oh, by the way, thanks Danny Edwards again for coming
0: on the show last week. It was really fun having uh, Danny in the room with us making a movie and he did a great job. So
1: Yeah, he did a great job, man. That was really, really fun. We've gotten a lot of really good feedback from that. So I, I apologize for the audio quality on that one. I know I put something in the show notes, but we're going to try to do more stuff like that, I think. But before we do, we have to figure out how to kind of make it sound listenable. So
0: I, I think that we agreed, though, that it was an entertaining enough episode to get out there.
1: And hopefully the clickety clacking on our laptops wasn't wasn't too bad. But yeah, uh, I'm proud of the episode, as Danny pointed out. I'm proud of the fact that we went almost an hour and a half and didn't make a, you know, a single guerrilla warfare joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's right oh. there. <laughs> uh, we did, we did make a, a feces, flinging joke. So it's not like we were avoiding all of the pitfalls, but some of the more problematic ones, yeah, we did, we did get
1: around. So yeah. well, given, I, given all of that, Blair, do you have a title for us this week? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got it. got a title. Um, this week's
0: title comes to us from Jen Frost, uh, Smith, uh, who uh, you can also find online. She is a local artist in San Antonio, as well as being my best friend's wife. <laughs> and um, she she uh, goes under the name Yogurt Lump. Uh, yogurt Lump. And you can find her on Instagram and on Etsy. And if you just Google Yogurt Lump, she pops right back up. She makes pens and screen prints, all kinds of very cool shit. So do check her out. But she also has submitted some titles to our Planet X title registry. Thank you, Thank you very much, Jen. And I have selected this week the following movie title. All right. Build a Husband. Build a Husband. You're a newly married man to a girl you've been dating for a baby, like a decade.
1: Yeah, that is true. Um, I was Build recently. a Husband. Build a Husband.
0: And I have chosen this title because I want to challenge us, Drew. Okay. I want to challenge us not to make a Frankenstein film. Because we did that with Bring Me Your Head. And surely it's we will make a Frankenstein
1: movie again. Uh, Yeah, I think I think this is interesting because immediately I thought robot, not Frankenstein. I thought like you know, like I did too. I thought Philip Dick when I heard Build a Husband. uh, I went bicentennial man, but okay, yeah. Similarly, right? Like Robot Robot Partnership. But what's interesting about this is it could be the name of a business or an organization like Build a Bear. And maybe there are lots of like, cause otherwise we're going to deal with one wife and one husband and something's going to go up with the husband. I don't know. We're going to do like short circuit, but with fucking, well, but what if we had a, what if we had a corporation called build a husband? It could, that's build not a bad ideal husband. And maybe it's like, it could be literal. It could be virtual reality. I don't know. Is this the future
0: where you could actually like a gene, gene splice your perfect husband together
1: or whatever <laughs> cool. they call that? It would, it has to have stakes, right? So it would have to be like prohibitively expensive or like you're tied into some contract or like you have to live in like a Stepford Wives community kind of thing or something.
0: Yeah. Or it could be so far in the field, like it could be such a commonplace function that um, the – that that corporation that 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 process is used in order to take care of something. Like we have genetic. Well, no, never mind. I was gonna say we have genetic splicing technology, but we need to make a super soldier. Be like, dude, if they can if they can genetic engineer people, super soldiers are like number one. That's number one, right? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. That's hmm. that's kind of a, an ass backwards thing to do. Um, build a husband. Build a husband is a good?
1: title, though. That's a very good title. It is a good uh, title. So here's, here's what it connotates, though, is like, why would you build a husband? Well, you build a husband because you're unhappy with your previous husband or it has
0: a, it you has find cheery- an
1: ideal husband or, or, or like you're just so wealthy that you can afford to have like the perfect husband built. Like there's something in there about Yes. That and stuff, right? It has a
0: cheery 2000 vibe. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Build a husband sort of um so i like i I, I do too and i like the cherry 2000 idea of somebody who maybe we we're not going to do cherry 2000 the cherry 2000 version would be somebody builds a husband something happens to that husband and then they want that same husband back and they go like oh you just can't you can't have it back Mm. and so then the movie would I guess in this case would be, like, finding a, a husband that wasn't pre-built that makes you happy.
1: Um, yeah, you know, you could go super dark with this, and it could be about a woman, like, collecting the parts. It, okay. Can like we it, do
0: that? Can we do that without just... Very frankenstein. Brains? Yeah, without doing a pastiche. Like, it's grim, but... Mm. I think if you're digging around for parts for a husband, unless it's like a serial
1: killer and... That's I, what I was thinking, but now I don't like that very much. I want to go silly with it.
0: Well, okay. All right. That's fine. That's, I was, but I was thinking, like, could you, could you do that and make it very silly, like a serial mom kind of
1: thing, like a, like a John Waters movie almost? Yeah, it could be like a, like a jilted lady uh, Black Widow type character who's like seducing these men and killing them and you know Legoing them into some kind of super husband but I think that's a little it's just too obvious I want to do something more fun I like let's go back I like the future idea okay. I Wait, like the how, husband how about, as a service how about this we could Haas. make. <laughs> <laughs> we could
0: we could make a twisted children's film okay. uh, a twisted children's film which um, most most uh children's film from our youth inexplicably had single parents mm-hmm. and, um so you could have a child and um their their mother does not have a husband he's he's died or he's on the road all the time we don't even have to make it that dark and in the garage they build their mother a husband they're not okay. building a parent for them they're like i don't need see, a dad this wouldn't, noise wouldn't that title be build a father though that's what I'm saying. Is like the, the the whole point would be the kid would be like, I don't need a parent. Mom needs
1: a husband. But yeah, oh, that's not funny at all. Jesus Christ, that's not funny. Well, um, and you're going to do the same thing that you do in the other film, which is like the dad has to go bad or something, right? Like you have to. It's still Frankenstein. You're still building a monster. The monster's going to go bad. You got to kill the monster. It's just kids doing it this time. But what okay. I like, what I like, what I like is a a lonely like. Like the 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 gal at the beginning of romancing the stone, like somewhat successful, but ultimately unhappy, unsatisfied, unlucky in love. And like total recall, she's like, I think I'm gonna go to build a husband and I'm gonna I'm gonna have them clone me a, a dude who's gonna be my perfect mate. And her friends are like, Don't do it, you're better than this, you'll need somebody nice. Or friends are like, no, do it. It's awesome. Like, we did it. I have two husbands. They're great. i fuck them all <laughs> time. Like, or whatever, right? And so, like, I kind of like it. It's, like, a little silly. It feels like there's a how little it, sci-fi. There's, like, maybe some light body horror with the Yeah, building. how
0: does – so, okay, I like this idea, too. Now we need to figure out how it breaks weird and
1: well, – yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think Cherry 2000 is actually kind of a cool example where what if we did like, oh, what's, oh man, there's so many movies I'm thinking of and I can't like, I can't put a name to any of them. But what if like,
0: uh, That's
1: not a problem? Yeah, but like, what if the husband is like, he's super perfect, right? But he's also like super boring. <laughs> like, he's like, he's fully cut and like gorgeous, but he's like, sure. An idiot? <laughs> Cause like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, and so, like, they have to, like, go on an adventure together. And, he, and, and uh, he's, he's just a fucking mannequin. Unbearable. <laughs> yeah, he's basically a mannequin. And she's like, oh, this is fucking... Like, at first, like it's like, Earth uh, Girls are easy, right? When they first step out of, like, the changing booths. Sure. And they're like, they're gorgeous. like, And they're uh, all gushing or whatever. Um, I, But then I she feel- figures out he's, like, an idiot. And then it's almost like, uh, what's his name from Rocky Horror? Or... I was even gonna say, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth in uh,
0: Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth in the in the uh, Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just this like this kind of um, male bimbo. And, yeah. Um, he he should be the perfect guy, but he's just just not. He's just dead. He's just white bread. Like there's nothing to him. Like he's just sad and very very butch at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Well, that's funny. What? So, okay, I like this. Um, so, let's see. Why would so this, you think... I think,
1: I think this, feels, this feels to me like a mid to late 80s, like, Earth Girls. Like, Earth Girls are easy, I think, is a good starting point. Because, like, it, it,
0: it's mostly it does a comedy
1: have, movie with some sci-fi elements. It feels also to me like, um, same era, obviously,
0: mannequins, yeah. flash, um, those kind of, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- like, romances
1: that... Surreal science fiction romance movies that they yeah, were making. Throw, throw weird science in there too to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. That's not I like that. I like that. We have Although a, obviously in Weird Science, the the you know, the woman that they create is actually like the pivot of the whole film. She's actually quite powerful and stuff like that. So
0: So well maybe we make it's the more like splash.
1: It's more like splash. Okay. So But tonally, I think it's a lot like Weird Science.
0: Yeah. So let's what we really need, we have a we have a Pretty good little setup what what I'm trying to figure out is why once uh this perfect but not perfect husband is created why why do they go on? it seems like we're almost kind of setting up a la romancing the stone like um like a little adventure movie like they have to have some sort of adventure to go on why yes. why why would this husband be pivotal to the adventure that's the question we're asking right okay
1: let's. Yes. Hold on to that. Let's take a step back because okay. like in the way this thing, I think we might find the answer in the way this thing kind of like looks and feels. And I know that's kind of hard to do because we do this all audio wise, but I'm really, I'm thinking about heartbeeps, Bill and Ted's bogus journey uh, toys to some extent, like that, that weird, like super plastic artificiality thing. We're like, okay, it's, it's somewhere in the future. We're not going to say what year, Um, But everything's like big and made of rubber and people wear like giant boots and their hair is like molded plastic. And like, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that. that. I
0: I like that look though. I love that when Bill and Ted's bogus journey starts with that and Mm -hmm. you go like, I mean, even though you know that you're watching a ridiculous movie and that they're supposed to be famous in
1: the future, that movie starts and you're like, ah, the future, here we are. The future yeah it's like the big foam clothing and shit yeah like, it's funny i don't know like the clear plastic visors and stuff like this it's, is it's like okay, what it is, it's like a bubblegum blade runner i like that i like that a lot like I want, well, I want plastic umbrellas and shitty cars and lots of neon but it's like sunshine bubblegum
0: or like the squeaky clean version of cherry 2000 right we're in cherry 2000 yeah everything. yeah, yeah. I in the desert, really dirty, this is like oh no, everything's like big and round and y and colorful,
1: and yeah, yeah, like and that. we can, and we can play with this idea. this is nice too, because this serves the plot because we can say like you know, uh like everyone's into love and romance and being cutesy and like you know there's like uh oh this all is the, very all cool. the all the television all the television programming's like gushy soap opera stuff where it's just like kiss kiss and so our, our our protagonist is obsessed with all this romance and has got it into her head that she needs a husband I like this very much
0: I love the idea of creating a future in which romantic love is
1: like basically a, a, a state religion that's yeah. really fucking fun! That's well, and, very fun! Well, and it can be kind of like, it's a post-mead society, right? Like, they don't need food, there's no war, like, everything got taken care of, so all that's left is, like, rampant consumerism and romance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is very good, because you know what it lets us do? It lets us set up another person, another mate, or, yeah. or a non-mate, like, mm-hmm. but but you can present the less-than-romantic ideal option as as the perfect match for this. Drew, we could kind of do a
1: weird rom-com. Yeah, no, I feel like we got there. We got there through the, the avenue of bizarre oh, sci-fi. But, but you know what So here's the thing, man, getting back to your point. Why is all this happening? Like, what, what movie are we going to watch? At the end of this thing, and I'm not saying we have to decide now, we need to know, does she stay with Bill a Husband, White Bread, or does she meet some scruffy character who, you know, just loves her right? Or does she end up on her own and she's happy? I don't know, like, what kind of story are we going to tell here? um, So if
0: love is this ubiquitous state religion, it's everywhere, romantic love is, then maybe you have the supposedly ideal, build a husband, sacrifice himself at the end. No, he's not the perfect mate, but what he does is he does that kind of like Christ-like sacrificial thing. And maybe Mm. she does end up alone, but she realizes what she needs in her life as opposed to this artificial construct to fill this artificial hole. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that, that makes what, what, what you do along the way is that even though the build a husband is sort of insufferably dull, you make him a wacky lovable character. Yeah. um, Like a kind of a, a Johnny five ish character. And that way, if, when he does sacrifice himself, you care, but you're very, very happy for our protagonists.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that's good. Um, we need them to go on a journey, or we need them to have a problem. So, like, it could be, like, you know... Okay, so so here's here's one avenue, right? She gets the bill to build a husband, and uh, a la Judge Dredd, she's given the boot, she's out in the wasteland, and she has to journey back into the city. Or it could be, like, a it could be that she's trying to get to the Valentine's day ball. And so she gets the husband and she's like battling through the city, trying to get to the big party and show off her husband. Um, Or like we have to have some mechanism by which these two can go from hating. Well, I was going to say hating each other to loving each other, but I think initially that would be a really fun scene. Actually, we'll come back to that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you have, do you have any ideas about like, well, yeah, I'm where we can to, go with these two characters? Because I kind of like them. I want to see them do something. I'm, I like them.
0: I want to lean into the fact that it's in the oddball future because okay. I, like, I like the oddball future as a setting. I like Cherry 2000. I like Hell Comes Frogtown. I like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. No matter what form it takes, I like the oddball future. Sure, um, sure. I also like the idea of trying to get to like a Valentine's Day ball because that would give – this very successful person an impetus for creating a build a husband. So that yeah. solves that pretty quickly. Um, if romantic love is such a big deal, then like a Valentine's day ball would be very, that would be a huge deal. Um, I'm trying to, think okay, of what if we, what trials. if we bo- trials, we can put them through. You understand what I'm saying? That's- yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But this is good. What if we borrowed to, to, to your point earlier, what if we just borrowed the, the framework for like a rom-com, right? Cause I think we're trying to think of it like a sci-fi movie. Let's think about like a rom-com, right? So what if, what if the premise is she works for one of these big media companies and she is responsible for relationship advice or something, right? She like, or whatever, she's a writer on a soap opera. It doesn't really matter, but somehow she's involved in this like massive romance industry. And yet, ironically, she cannot find love. So this is basically romance, romancing the stone or failure to launch or any of those, like any of those, uh, or it could even be an assignment that she's given. Like you have to go to build a husband and have this husband built for you. I don't know, whatever. You could also be an advice uh, host.
0: Uh, sure, um, sure, sure. I like that because then, then you wrap up the film with her giving that final broadcast.
1: Oh, we're going to do Must Love Dogs. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: well, <laughs> if I can rip off any rom-com, it's probably going to be one Janine Garofalo's in it if, if Richard Curtis didn't <laughs> write it. I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm very specific case in rom coms. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. We no, gotta- I think...
1: I think that's fine. She can be like a sex in the city, like sex columnist, radio host, something right. Sure. Um, but yeah, it throws into harsh contrast. That, like she doesn't have a partner and people keep bringing it up and her company or whatever is throwing the big Valentine's day ball in, you know, smooch city or whatever. So in desperation, she goes home and drinks half a bottle of white wine, calls Bill a husband and makes an appointment. Oh, that's fun. No, it should all be computerized. That's what it is. She goes home and gets shit-faced. And then she's like <laughs> building her husband like on a touchscreen. She's like, bigger muscles, no, like smaller muscles, black hair, blonde hair, whatever. And then like-
0: well, so it, it is Well then like she, weird Then she passes out. She goes to sleep.
1: She wakes up the next day. She basically like drunk Amazon a husband. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so she, she wakes up the next day. She opens her door and there's a box there. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And then like, yeah, you know, Brock Square I'm out. your
0: husband,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Julius. <laughs> and there's like instructions, like she has to like per, like push buttons to get him to turn on and stuff. Um, oh, this is funny. This is. But yeah, funny. he like yeah, it's like I can't deal with this. I gotta return you or whatever. And then he like makes her Bloody Mary, and she's like, eh, this isn't so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, I like this okay. Um. And then she's is... like, clean the toilet, and he's like, I would love to. And like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, this is actually wait, this is great. <laughs> like, so now. <laughs> okay now she's like okay she has to go into work she's hung over and stuff now we get some scenes where like she has to do that thing where it's like who's this guy where'd you meet him and she's like i definitely didn't build a husband <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's definitely real <laughs> well um okay do we do
0: we go that route or do we go the route where like everyone builds a husband and they're like finally god damn finally you're gonna love it you're gonna love this so much like well, when no, We've been trying to get you to, to do this for years. And she's like, you guys were right. This morning, I had a Bloody Mary and a clean toilet before nine o'clock. This is perfect. This is great. And then, and then we see the breakdown of like why it isn't great.
1: Sure. Well, I think, I, think, like, I think we can do both. I like that there's a little bit of a rejection of the call where she like gets the husband and she's like, I don't like this. I was drunk. I shouldn't do this. And also with her friend, she's like, Oh no, he's definitely a real human being. And they're like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Cause that build a husband thing is like the cheap way out. You get that right. Like, I don't know. Oh. Like, I, I like, I like that that it's like, I don't know. No, no, no. I like the, I like that too. What,
0: what I think we need though is right now it's, it's, and, and, and rom-coms can be very simplistic. Right now, it's very simplistic. And I'd like for there to be um, another character or something that is sort of d- d- derailing this perfection she's created. Because yeah. otherwise, we just sort of go like, well, at some point, she figures out it's not so great. And then she gets rid of him, and she realizes she's happier by herself. <laughs> well, we You're can like, do two things. That's not much of a movie. You need some, we need somebody to either form somebody to either um uh, offer an alternate view or we need that that love interest we can hallmark movie this you know rom-com where it's like she meets the guy that's actually really fascinating you know
1: well yeah we need to present an alternative lover right Uh, like just as this build a husband arrives the perfect guy shows up and the perfect guy perceives her to be with this dude and is like oh she's taken but that stinks. I'm kind of in love with her. And then she's like, fuck, I wish I didn't have this build a husband. I'd be with this guy, but now I have to keep up this facade. And then secondarily, we need a villain who's like her foil, who is eventually either at the top or towards the end is going to figure out that this is a phony husband and try to expose her to take her down.
0: I want to throw something down. I like both of those things. Here's the thing. I want the, the person that, she meets that is her ideal mate to be a discarded build a husband that someone else made (laughs) that's a fucking funny movie right there holy shit how's she gonna
1: meet him if he's discarded
0: he did did i well we have to we have to figure out what they do with old robots like we can just do what they do in ai and just say that they throw them in a junk pile or like there's discarded build a like you can divorce a build a husband maybe they're just wandering (laughs) the street like, that's fucking funny to me. And then, like, and it's extra funny in terms of a rom-com because it's like, you thought you designed your perfect mate, so did somebody else, and they accidentally made your perfect mate.
1: Okay, so who made her perfect mate? Well, uh, does it matter? Well, I don't know. I mean, the guy's got to have a story. He's, like, a pretty big part of the, pretty big part of the plot now.
0: Right, I think, I think. but I think his story can be the story that we're watching play out. You know, okay. like I was created. I was created to be the perfect, the perfect spouse for this this woman, and mm-hmm. um, she got tired of me really quick. I was everything that she wanted, but something about me didn't excite her. And now I live in a box in an alley, and my okay, name is Aloysius.
1: I like all of this. Why is she going to fall in love with that guy though?
0: Well, okay, that's true. He's got He has to.
1: He's got to have something going on.
0: Okay, what is okay? <laughs> this this is this is why rom-coms are bad is because it's very hard to sit down and like break down human emotion
1: very very quickly i, well, I mean okay there's there's a shortcut to doing this right which is it, it's the story of a woman who is dissatisfied and so she goes after a guy who she thinks is perfect now she's got a facade she has to keep up that this is her boyfriend or or husband, like they're engaged. That's it. It's a boyfriend, they're engaged. <laughs> Great. Turns out he's really a robot and there's gonna be some problems with that. He's a little too perfect. So like at work, he's able to like lift up her desk with one arm, or like he can just stop a car by like pushing it or whatever. Like he's basically like a cyberman, right? He's a terminator. Yeah. Um the conflict is like a while you were sleeping one. That's what we're doing. We're doing while you were sleeping. Oh okay she's claiming this dude is her husband and everyone's like okay cool we're gonna go along with that but really she's in love with the dude from the OC which like of course um Peter Is that the one no no he's the one that's asleep, Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that's asleep. Uh, he's the one that's going Mimi's, and it's uh, it's Bill Pullman, right? Bill Pullman. She Bill she Pullman. Falls with the president from Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, not the dad from the OC. Not um, the dad from the OC. So that can be whatever. Like we can do 2 build a husband's or whatever. But I like the idea that like, okay, she's with this guy. She's like telling her coworkers, like, oh yeah, now everything's cool. Like I'm going to take him to the Valentine's Day ball, whatever that our big that our company throws every year. Like so, I think like she has to have like a. Oh, that's fine. Okay. She has a if she has a advice show, then there is another woman in the office who wants that spot. Like she has like a shittier show, or she has the show that comes on right afterwards, or she's her producer. So I don't know, whatever. She's she's underneath her and she's like, I think something's up with that dude. She figures out it's a build-a-husband, and she's like I'm going to take down her. I'm going to expose her as a fraud. She's a relationship advice person. If it gets out that she had to do a build a husband, like no way she's out of here and I can take over and I can do my show.
0: I like it. I like it. Can we make that person um, a man and not a woman? We're already in the quagmire of eighties heteronormative bullshit. Could we not have the conflict be a cat fight? I just would feel better. If it, it doesn't change anything about what you just said. It's just like, let's have it be a guy instead of a, a, a woman. Okay.
1: Yeah. Great. So he's, he's Fraser crane. He has like a call in show. Exactly. It's like, it's stuck in a weird hour. And he's always like, I want that primetime slot. And they're like, no way. She's, she's number one. People love her. She's Carrie from, was it Carrie of Texas? Whatever, whatever the main one was. And, uh, he's like, ah, okay. So if I can get her kicked out, oh, that would be great. What if there's, okay, here's what I do. So she brings the husband around and he's great. And the dude is like, he, okay, suddenly his ammunition is taken away. The rival host is always like, if you're so great at advice, how come you can't keep a dude? Huh? Blah, 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 blah. She goes home, gets drunk, gets the old husband, brings him around the office. And everyone's like, man, this guy's great. He seems perfect. And the dude's like, something's up. So I think like, she, I, like I want a scene at a urinal. Where, like, the, the evil dude, <laughs> like, the, the Build a Husband walks in and, like, he kind of, like, maybe sneaks a peek or something and he's like, God damn, this guy cannot be real. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, or, or he has, like, a, I don't know, something, right? Where he, like, he malfunctions, he gets water splashed on him. He's like, Pfft, or whatever. I guess I'm still going pretty hard robotic with this and not clone, but it doesn't fucking matter. Somehow this guy figures it I out. I want to know. I like robotic. I think it's fun. I think okay, it's cool. Fun. So somehow this guy figures out that it's a robot. Yeah, he doesn't wash his hands, and he's like, "Hey, don't you wash your hands or something?" He's like, "Uh, yeah, sure, whatever." He gets him wet. He he blips out for a second, and the dude's like, "Oh shit, that's a build a husband. I've got to expose him."
0: Yeah. Remember, this is the '80s. We couldn't conceive in the '80s of a future in which there would be waterproof electronics. That was way, way out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah way way, yeah. way, way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So now, I like it. it's it, now it's it's got that nice. um, It's kind of a farce too, you know. Yeah. It's a little bit of a French farce, which I I like. Now 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 there's just enough camp that that it's it's fun, and that's that's also to be fair, that's also kind of Cherry Two Thousand. Cherry Two Thousand does that too, mm-hmm. and I, so I like I like that we combine like this robot farce. Mm-hmm. With the rom com, yeah,
1: this is very good, Drew. I'm starting to like this movie. You, can I throw some casting at you? Because I've been thinking about it.
0: I'd really like for you to because it seems like at this point casting helps
1: us decide, or it, it makes decisions easier. So, okay. what do you think? I got, I got some. I got some low hanging fruit for our female lead. Okay, Jennifer Grey. Well, I, as you know, adore '80s Jennifer pre-plastic surgery gray she's fantastic it's good right if we can get her you know we'll get her at the tail end of of some stuff
0: the very late 80s she's not
1: right she's kind of transitioning right so like i think we Uh, can i'm sorry that made it sound like she was transgendered or something i mean like her career was in a transition oh, um no, she was just getting an un- unfortunate surgery that's all she's but she's great she's got that like she's got that look that like she doesn't look like a supermodel like I'd, I'd buy her as like she's very attractive but like i'd buy her as like a radio host or something right like i, I can see her being like a media professional right i don't yeah. doubt it for oh my the, god Drew, let me build you. a husband yeah this one may be a stretch how do you feel about a very young george clooney it's, oh
0: kind of like um you're talking like pre-er era george yeah clooney. he, he was, was in uh
1: he was he in a, was, uh, he was in return of the killer tomatoes
0: yes he was he, he was, did he a was, bunch
1: of tv in the late 80s he was on uh golden he was in an episode of golden girls i think he was on an episode of uh Rose- oh drew i like he was this. in a bunch of episodes of roseanne i think when he had like a he mullet
0: several episodes of roseanne um, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: drew i like this very much so we get like very young george clooney and like prime of her career jennifer gray jennifer gray jennifer gray is the get that's what's cool about this jennifer gray's the get and it's like hot newcomer george clooney like who is this guy (laughs) and i just to let you know where jennifer
0: gray is at 1987 she makes dirty dancing my favorite i love dirty oh i love dirty
1: dancing gray film yeah
0: 1988 she does a voice for gandahar 1989 bloodhounds of broadway 1990 murder in mississippi criminal justice and if the shoe fits all of which are tv films that's right when she fell off we got to get her though so we do this in 89 and we're perfect we get between dirty dancing and that nose job if we snatch her up that's a great movie right here that's great yeah Throw young George Clooney in there. I like this very much. Who do you want, like the sort of catty ladder climbing underling to be? The, because, yeah, that's like I, I was trying. I was going like, is Rob Schneider too young, or is he exactly the right age to do that? That's not bad.
1: Um, fifty-five. Just, how how like how anally do you want him to be, right? Because. Like, I mean, sticking with SNL cast members, like you could do Phil Hartman in that role. You you could could do do Phil Hartman in that role. I'm I'm trying to figure out because, see, it would be a year
0: before Rob Rob Schneider's first appearance as, (laughs) his role as voyeur Martian in the film Martians Go Home. And then he was in Necessary Roughness, Home Alone 2, and then Surf Ninjas, Demolition Man, Beverly
1: Hillbillies, Judge Dredd it's pretty like, good it's pretty good man
0: but it's it's if we do it 89 he's a get but he's I mean he's doable but he's not a guy that would he would be your nobody that went on to be somebody is basically who he'd be Jennifer Jennifer no, Gray would be your get George yeah. Clooney would be logical B movie casting he's nobody Brock yeah. Schneider would be like although at the same time he'd be like fucking 18 or something I don't know how you feel about that It's pretty I'd young be, Pretty young. Well, I I can, think that, I that, but that's the type I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, I think if this was if this was ninety eight, he's like perfect hand wringing villain. Like man, I'm gonna get that girl. Like yeah. <laughs> he's up to something. <laughs> um. Uh. Eighteen man. I thought Rob Schneider was older than that.
0: Well, let me double check. I mean. Uh, he huh. was, like, in his 30s in Surf Ninjas, inexplicably playing a 16-year-old. So, <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Well, he was born in 63, 73, oh, yeah, No, 20s. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool.
1: he, He'd be age-appropriate. It would just, that would be his first movie. Well, what, he'd be about the same age as Jennifer Grey, though, right? I don't know when uh, she was born, but I'm guessing she was in her mid to late 20s in 89, yeah. 90, right? Aww.
0: Yeah, I, 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 um, yeah, they're almost exactly
1: the same age. Year perfect. two. Apart. Cool. Yeah, so stick Rob Schneider in there. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, good. Okay, so that's nice. So now he thinks something is up, and that's good. I like that we have, like, a hammy comedian in the villain role. That's, that's really perfect for rom-coms, because you want to, like, hate the guy, right? You want to – everyone should fill a
0: very specific yes. role, yes. which yes. is, like, George Clooney is – instantly
1: lovable he has to walk on camera and be pretty
0: yeah and he's <laughs> knows it and he's so fucking good at it like he picked up checks forever doing that without
1: ever getting a great role
0: right uh, yeah and we're
1: going to continue that tradition
0: and it's <laughs> great like she's extremely sympathetic she's got great acting chops she has a great look i feel like that's very good casting Like, and
1: Rob Schneider is a little hand-wringing twerp. That's who Rob Schneider is. That's that's great. It's great. So, okay. So now we have this thing where her her big media company that she works for is throwing the big Valentine's Day ball. Uh, She brings a different guy every year and they always make fun of her for it. And that's actually a nice scene. We can do a quick little montage of like, you know, some exes that she's. Brought. Oh, failed exes. I like yeah, that. Well, they do that kind of stuff in rom-coms. Yes. So we'll, we'll do true. that. We'll do that. She gets, she gets drunk. She gets, she builds the bill because you know, work stressful and she feels like her life's going nowhere. She gets the build a husband. She takes him to work. Yada, yada. Rob Schneider fill, figures out I, something's up with this guy. I'm going to keep an eye on him. So now like, I think we can do a thing where she has to go to a planning meeting for the big party and Rob is like who are you bringing this year man so I'm, you know whatever and she's like oh no actually I'm bringing my fiance. and everyone's like fiance, great cool so now we have to do some escalation here but I think that's actually pretty easy like the boss can be like fiance, that's great yeah I've, I've been batting for you for years let's all go get dinner together and it's like the 11. 11.
0: and the the nice thing about the movie is it's it we can play it as a straight rom com, but it's very Planet Xy because it's like, let's go get
1: dinner at the Levitating Restaurant. Yeah, and now, like, yeah, they go to get dinner, and George Clooney's like, "What is lobster?" And they're like, "Lobster? You've never, you've never heard of lobster?" And he's like, "Lobster? lobster is- like, he's, uh, he's Greek. He's from, uh, he's from, uh, what we, from Perfect for Meatballs? Yeah, like, have you ever you know yeah, Meatballs? Yeah, sure. But then, like, yeah, oh. now you're doing like some Agador Spartacus stuff, where like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't wear the shoes because they make a man fall down. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, like he doesn't know. Like they give him like oysters on the half shell, and he eats the half shell. And you know, like we'll do some goofy bits like that, right? Drew, Drew, can I think Bronson
0: Pincho is actually better than Rob Schneider for that warmy underling
1: role. What Bronson? Bronson Pinchot, he played Balky on Perfect Strangers. He from Island of Meepos. I had no idea that was that fool's name. I thought you—you like you don't know stroke. Bronson Pinchot? I think he was in Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> I didn't know his name was Bronson Pinchot, and I think it's Pinchot. Pinchot, Pincho? yeah.
0: Nope, that's how you say it. Bronson Pinchot He's in Risky Business, Beverly Hills Cop, True Romance, Courage Under Fire. Well, I
1: tell you, about. I tell you what we should do. <laughs> okay. We're gonna bulk and skull this. Both of them. <laughs> Rob Snyder and Bronson Pinchot.
0: Are they like a are, morning zoo show?
1: That's right. They're the morning sli- uh, shock jocks. What and, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and <laughs> They want to take her down and then I think at the end of the movie we have to have something happen where they fall in love. Like yeah. I want this to end with everyone in love and I think Bronson Pinchot and Rob oh, Schneider at the end they, they not only mean, give up their <laughs> hatred but they're like, oh, we're not because we're... Okay, that's great.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I, I actually want everyone like to that. fall in love at
1: the end of this movie.
0: Oh, I like that. Well, then do we not sacrifice Build-A-Husband and maybe he just gets together with a Build-A-Wife and they have robot
1: babies, like Build-A-Babies? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking, like... I don't know. It could... Okay, a cool ending. If we're going to do it in the time, like Mannequin and stuff, then the ending yeah. is... She marries him, and nobody cares. And she owns up to it, and she's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Build a husband's great. I married a robot. I married a <laughs> robot. The computer wears tennis shoes, and it's George Clooney. That's fine. Uh, I have a problem with that. Or or she could meet a nice fellow along the way, fall in love with him, and then George Clooney's just like their living like housekeeper. Uh, well...
0: Uh- I, I Okay, I, I actually don't mind doing the um, first option. It does feel more faithful to the times, but then what we have to have is we have to have that giant thing where he shows that he is more than a robot and not actually boring and worthy of her love, right? He has to prove himself. Yeah. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. So e- either, But either way, though, Drew, you got an obstacle because either of those – but or, I'm sorry. Both of those set uh, sit on a on a pivotal scene. Like it either has to be she realizes that she doesn't need him, and mm-hmm. then we can do whatever we want with him that's funny at the end, or she realizes that she really does love him, and then we we keep it. Okay. Uh-oh. You have a wonderful Grinchy idea, Drew. What's going on?
1: Okay, I want it. Um, okay, I want to take your original idea that the robot sacrifices himself. Here's what's going to happen. All right. I don't know how this all comes together. It has to happen at the Valentine's Day ball, right? She drops a line early in the movie that's like, um, I don't know, whatever. Fuck, I don't know. Okay, early in the movie, she drops something. He doesn't get it because he's a robot. At the Valentine's Day ball, something goes terribly wrong. Rob Schneider is going to, you know, and and his partner are going to take her down, whatever. The robot sacrifices himself. Uh, he, he pushes her out of the way and jumps off a bajillion story window and smashes to the ground. He explodes spectacularly in a way that we know he's never coming back. But the day is saved. So we've got to figure out why he did that and what he saves. But I'll tell you, man, the, the dinosaurs shower scene revealing David Arquette, Stegosaurus, in this movie is the denouement, you know, fade to black, back to her life. She's wrapping up the morning show. Um, she's sad. You know, she doesn't feel good. She lost her husband, her build, even though he was fake. She really loved him. (laughs) She goes home, ding dong, knock on the doorbell. She opens the door and George Clooney's there. And she's like, what, what, huh? And this dude is like, I'm the CEO of the build a husband company. Oh, true. And the model that was based on me got sent to you. Oh my God. And she's like, you're the guy that my model was based off of. And he's like, Yeah. I have a few questions for you. Do you think I could come in? And she's like, how are you cleaning toilets or something? <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Oh, so dude, I
1: like flesh. That. Like, I don't know how we tie that together, but I want her to meet flesh George Clooney at the end. And then we end with like 80s pop song as, as of like, okay, now she's going to go do it again, but this time she's going to get it right. And he's not a robot. <laughs> okay. I is like that something? Is that good? I think this is good. I think what we're going to have to
0: do is figure out a way to make our bulk and skull more present as antagonists. Okay. All right. So we need a conflict. They, we don't have a central conflict. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's bugging me. And I think that's the thing about rom-coms, actually, is that so many rom-coms are just will they, won't they, will they, won't they. And that's not a whole lot as a, as a conflict.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she, okay. Her desire is to pass off this robot man as her husband, which becomes more trouble than it's worth because he's totally boring and super strong and eats oyster shells and shit. And the guys are going to expose her as a fraud. How are they going to do that? They've got to do it in a really public way. So it has to be at the Valentine's Day ball. That's what they're going
0: to. Ha- it has to be at the ball but the ball is the finale
1: there's like all these but the ball could also be like an award ceremony right like it could be like they're gonna it's like the emmys for whatever shitty radio stuff these people do
0: well if Uh, love is such an all-pervasive thing maybe it's just an award for advice columnists that's very wacky and out there
1: Yeah, yeah, and we can play that up like it's the it's the morning radio advice romance awards. Like it's the biggest event of the season, like (laughs) the
0: thirtieth annual in the year twenty eighteen. You know, like that's very funny.
1: So these guys are convinced if they can expose her, she'll get knocked out, and then they can take over the primetime slot.
0: So they can get better advice. We can get better love advice. We're Bronson Pinchot and Rob Schneider.
1: Yeah. Pincho and Schneider.
0: <laughs> Pincho and Schneider for one night only. Yeah. Schneider and Pinchot.
1: Pinchot and the Snotter or whatever. They got to like... Robin Bronson. <laughs> Robin, Robin Bronson. Bronson. Robin Braun.
0: Can we involve the Build-A-Husband Corporation mm. without revealing that the president
1: is uh, the George Clooney? Is well, George I want to lose that a little bit because I think, well... I don't know. We got to come up with something there. I don't know. Fuck it. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's like, well, like, I think it could be a little cleaner. I think it could be maybe like these build a husbands are based on actual men.
0: Oh, so it's like going to the sperm bank.
1: Yes. Yes. You, you like take a quiz and it goes and finds the best guy. And then it kind of strips the personality out and gives you like a version of that dude. That makes sense. I like that very okay. much. So then George Clooney is the guy who it's based on and we can just do that at the end. And like, I don't know. You know what nice. he, yeah. And he comes by to get a survey on how the build a husband is doing or something. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. But I but like, that's all denouement. Like we got to do the, the meat here, which is, hmm. I mean, well, hold on a second. Do we really have to do that much work? Like I'm thinking about romantic comedies here. There's really not that much to them the villains don't do anything in the second act because the second act is all about the couple getting to know each other. So, like, they go to dinner together. They go on a double date together. Uh, Bronson and Rob oh. invite her to, like, some retreat together. I don't know. Like, all we need is, like, four exactly. or okay. And then we do the awards ceremony, yeah. and we're done. You've done it. We're giving, giving ourselves, we're giving
0: ourselves an ulcer over nothing. You're right. Yeah. Because you, we, we even said this earlier. This movie is about... Um, George Clooney robot hijinks. Yeah. And your second act is like, they, they go on a date. This date is very bad. The, yeah. The, the double date is, like, the initial date is bad. Yeah. The, the, they invite some friends date. over for a game night. It's bad. <laughs> the double date is very bad. Um, and the whole time, uh, Bronson and Rob, they're, they're, they're tailing her around. They're spying yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's hijinks there. That's hijinks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they see the double date go bad. They, they, you know, they go like, this is all, this is all very strange. There's something's not right here.
1: But we can even do like, there's a scene where like they're out for drinks and like some guys start hassling her and robo George Clooney like beats them up and gets her out of there and pays the bar tab. And he's like a gentleman about it. And they get home and she's like, man, I kind of like what you, that kind of made me feel safe and good. Like, why did you do that? And he's like, well, you're you're worth it. You're worth love. And she's like, oh, shit. That felt nice. So now like, you you start to do that thing where she's like, I think I might be in love with this Robo man. And at the end, they're going to dump Bronson Pinchot and Rob Schneider, dump a punch bowl on him or something. And like Terminator style, some of his skin sluices off. It's Carrie, right? It's Carrie. They dump the pig's blood on him. Oh, but he can, yes, but he can get up.
0: Yeah. He can get up at the award ceremony. He's falling apart yes yeah. code circuiting and he and he says he I, was, I was I was ordered by this woman to complete a grand experiment in love yeah and and now
1: she can give the best advice ever well, and he can do the thing where he takes his accusatory finger and he 's like you say that this isn't love, but this woman taught me that love looks beyond, you know, this and that. And, and then they're like, oh shit, this robot's got some good points about love. Yeah, they slow clap. Rob Schneider up. and Bronson Pinchot look like, they look like jerks. Yeah. Uh, That's very good. That's very good. I like that. Yeah. He dies, obviously. He dies. He dies. And I do think but in his do. speech, Rob, Rob Schneider and Bronson Pinchot look at each other and they're like, he's making some good points. Like, man have we been the jerks and then yeah yeah, we do the denouement we show her in the studio bronson and rob are now like a couple they're holding hands like they're 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 rebranding their whole shock jock thing into like being like loving supporting advice people she goes home doorbell rings george clooney's there oh my god i thought you were dead he's like we've never met before what are you talking about i work for the build a husband corporation and she's like uh and he's like yeah they you know she's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, they're modeled after actual guys. You didn't know that. Like, anyway, I'm here about number X five, one, three, eight, seven, six. Like, how are things going with him? And she's like, Oh, it actually didn't work out, but what are you doing right now? Like, would you like to get a coffee or like, would you like to get a drink or something? He's like, yeah, I I could take a lunch break and then we're out. Uh, I like it. No, I think, I think it, I think that that, I think it
0: works. I think what we were doing is we were, sweating the second act that we normally sweat with action films where we go like well Mm. we've got to keep this through line going and you go like no 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 man this is a rom-com like it's all through line like you set it up in 10 minutes and Mm. then you watch it play out for you know 80 minutes and then you tie it up in 10 minutes Yeah, yeah. I like this
1: I like it very much I think that's it man I think there's only one other scene I want to put in which is like he rocks her world like halfway going to halfway through, through the second act there's
0: an elephant in the room and it's out at sex
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we we just do the thing where like you know she's living alone a lot she hasn't you know she's been with you know she she dates guys but she hasn't been with somebody in a while or whatever and she's really stressed she, he starts like massaging her her shoulders and he's like you seem really stressed and she's like yeah i guess i am oh this feels kind of nice like and then yeah there's some innuendo back and forth and then we get a nice scene in the bedroom we do the the earth girls are easy thing where it's all mysterious and there's lots of satin and silk blowing around or whatever. And uh, she wakes up the next day, her hair's down. She looks great. She, like, she's walking to work whistling. Like She sees like a build a husband sign and she's like, fuck yeah. Like Finger guns at that. Like, that thing was great. Okay, good. I'm glad that you agree with me because that's kind
0: of how I wanted to go with that. But I was like, how I talk about that sex. How I talk about that sex.
1: No, and it's one scene and you play it for goofs. So you don't you, you don't get sincere with you it. You play it for goose. Because he's going <laughs> to blow up anyway. Like he's gonna have the <laughs> audience falling in love with this guy. <laughs> he just has to be hunky. Anyway. Um, yeah.
0: and I think I have I think I have to tie it all off. I think I have the band that does the Oh, nice. What You got? It's like Wilson Phillips or something. <laughs> I'm that's not bad. I actually <laughs> I don't know, let let you me. I always go for
1: low-hanging fruit. True.
0: There is a band. Okay. That in the 80s okay. had an original song on the soundtracks too. Fast Times at Richmond High. Okay. Weird Science. Okay. Back to School. Wow. Bachelor Party. Fuck. Do you know the band? My I, favorite song would, of theirs is
1: actually in uh, Bachelor Party. I, I would not even know where to begin guessing. Boingo. Motherfucking Boingo. Boingo. boingo, Cool.
0: It's the end of their, like, major label kind of years. But again, that's sort of like, it feels like a movie where they're like, no, oh, we can still do Splash. We What's can still do that? Oingo
1: Boingo can still sell a movie soundtrack. Wasn't Danny Elfman in Oingo, or was that it's, uh No, it, uh,
0: yes, Danny Elfman was in uh, uh, Oingo Boingo. He's in Oingo Boingo, right? Yeah, 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 okay. And their song that I love from uh, Bachelor Party is... Who do you
1: want to be today? Who do you want to be? Da, 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 da. It's a very good song. Yeah, dude. Okay, that's perfect. Great. Well, I shit. I think, we, I think we got there, man. There I was some like, gravy we had to slog through there in the middle, but we pushed through. Yeah, normally it's vegetables
0: in the middle. This was a very soupy, hearty gravy that we had to wait. It's through. a rom-com, you know? It was the, the gravy of Act 2 that we had to get through. But, um, but I, I, it. I like that cast, too. That feels really fun, man. The cast feels fun. I feel like that's also, like, it fits in very well with Earth Girls. It fits in really good with Splash and Mannequin, even with, like, Cherry 2000. Like, it works with those
1: Politics. movies. It fills in that spot, of, that spot of, like, you know, there's all those movies with, like, oh, did you know, like, a really young Martin Freeman or a really young whatever? Like, oh, he was in this weird movie in the 80s. Like, there really isn't that for George Clooney? I don't feel like. I feel like the first time he really enters the zeitgeist is, like, I mean, he's okay, okay, on some episodes of Roseanne, but, like, ER, right? Like, that's ER really ER has got
0: to be his – well, no, actually, he was on a Soap. He was on um, – Days of Our Lives or something? Or, General
1: Hospital or Days of Our okay, Lives. yeah, sure. Yeah. But I feel like it's that long-lost, yeah. like – Oh, have you not seen Build a Husband? Like, it's Clooney's first flick. It's crazy. Like, you gotta watch it. His acting you know, like, is terrible. It, it, He's got a mullet. Like, oh, it's great. We go like, not that that, like, that flop Jennifer Grey made and Bronson Pinchot, is it? Yeah. You go like, yes, yes! Like, there's a scene where George Clooney does the robot on a futuristic dance floor. Like, you gotta see it. It's real trash. <laughs> um, that's All right, amazing. man. Uh, well, I feels- think we got through Build a Husband. Thank you very much, Jen Frost Smith, aka Yogurt Lump. Uh, Google Yogurt Lump. Go check her out. She's got a ton of good pins and prints and stuff. Uh, great like Thank you, Jen.
0: She's she's on all the shits. She's, she's on, on all the, the shits. shits.
1: She's on all the on shits. All Thank the you, Jen.
0: Well, um, again, uh just 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 so we don't uh forget, please come out, Kunstler Brewery, December the twenty eighth, the week of Christmas. You'll all be at home. You're not doing shit the Friday after Christmas come down to Kunstler hang out with me and Drew it's gonna be Planet Xmas 2018 Hail Santa we're gonna show a bunch of weird uh, Christmas specials we're gonna play some games
1: it's gonna be a blast like come come escape your family or bring them and subject them to something terrible
0: Either way, it will be awkward
1: and will be there. So it'll be fun. We're going to do some dumb stuff. So uh, come out December 28th at Kunstler in San Antonio, Texas for Hail Santa. Well, first ever Christmas celebration.
0: It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, let's clean some house and get out of here, DC. You got allergies aplenty.
1: Yeah, I want to thank Brian Ahrens for our voiceover introduction. You can find him at brianahrensvo.com for all your voiceover needs.
0: And and I would like to thank Pinko for use of their really kick-ass song, Oedipus Sex, as our theme song. You can check them out on the internets. Again, they are also on all the shits. Um, anything else, DC? Uh,
1: I think that's it. I have uh, been Drew Hicks.
0: I am Blair Hicks. The search for Planet X continues.
1: I'm going to die because of my allergies. I have nothing funny to say here. That's been really nice knowing you, dead man. Goodbye. Take care of my wife and dogs. Yeah, fuck off. Farewell. For Bronson
0: Pinchot and Rob Schneider.
1: Yeah. Pinchot and Schneider. (laughs)